0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to VLGA Connect in the weekly newsroom segment with Catherine Arndt, CEO of the VLGA. Hello, Catherine.
1: Hi, Chris. How are you going today?
0: I'm going very well, thank you. It's been another very busy week with things moving. It's a, as I say, it's a moving feast, left, right and centre. Things are changing, aren't they? And it just shows you how we need to be flexible and agile in a modern world.
1: Absolutely. And it's the beauty of uh, the VLGA Connect program. We can, uh, I guess, bring our viewers Pretty much up-to-date information as it happens. And, um, I, you know, we've had our, our weekly governance update with um, Stephen Cooper, which, um, of course, I know a lot of viewers wait with um, expectation for, to find out what's happening, um, all things governance-related. And um, yeah, it's a good opportunity to to report in real time, as they say.
0: It's almost disappointing that uh, some of the episodes we're doing at the moment have a very short shelf life because things change uh, so quickly. And, of course, we're expecting more news any day around the availability of mandatory training for the elections and the updating of safe campaigning guidelines now that the Metropolitan's area has moved into stage four Lockdown. You're keeping a pretty close eye on that, of course, Catherine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're in um, consultation with LGV on a regular basis and also the Minister's office. We were, of course, expecting the mandatory training to come out um, perhaps earlier this week. Um, It makes perfect sense uh, to me that the government is now, I guess, waiting to release that training at the same time they're able to release the SAFE campaigning guidelines, which are currently sitting with the Department of Health and Human Services, just to cross-check them against the recently introduced Stage 4 restrictions. Uh, It makes perfect sense that they come out at the same time. Now, I would think that most people appreciate that whilst the sector is waiting anxiously for this information, the um, Chief Health Officer is extremely tied up with a number of matters and may not be able to get to this as quickly as some people would hope.
0: Yes, you can uh, You can understand why it might not be at the very top of his priority list, or that of the Premier, for that matter, who I, I think has done something like 37 uh, press conferences straight, which is I think, a pretty amazing performance for a political leader.
1: Extraordinary. I think it could be 38, actually. Oh, I might have mm-hmm. read that stat, but it, I mean, when you get to that number they must all be flowing um, into one <laughs> <just about. laughs> <Yes. clears
0: throat> could, could we indulge in a bit of speculation because there are some uh, from some quarters uh, people are saying well stage 4 means surely the minister is going to call off the election what do you what do you think would be going through the i guess the minister's minds in terms of options yeah
1: look i've been minds following so, some of those those discussions yeah. and and also of course I'm aware that there has been a a campaign or, you know, for a little while now calling for a deferral and using the New South Wales local government elections as a deferral as an example. Of course, in New South Wales, uh, they had attendance voting. So the environment was different there. In Victoria, um, we have postal voting. Um, the advice has been consistent from uh, the government, and that is that the elections will proceed um, on October the 24th on the basis that it is safe to do so. And that has been the advice to date from the Chief Health Officer and the VEC. Now, of course, if that were to change, if that advice were to change, then the government would have to seriously consider a deferral process if they received advice that it was unsafe to proceed. Now, that decision would be primarily based on the fact that the VC, and we heard from the commissioner yesterday, actually has about 6,000 staff in the workforce, mm. um, many of which are volunteers, I understand, who will be required to support an election process. So from the VEC's perspective, if they're unable to ensure the health and safety of those staff um, and the chief health officer deems that it perhaps is not safe to um, proceed, then the the government would need to consider a deferral. So that's a very different issue, I've got to say, to some of the arguments I've heard for uh, calling for a deferral, which have included Mm. things like, oh, it's undemocratic, wouldn't be fair. We know for a fact that voters uh, would be safe if they proceeded because we have postal voting. Candidates, um, I've been assured that through the VC guidelines and any other requirement would be able to um, nominate safely also. So it's really not so much around that democracy because we can't stop democracy. Um, In fact,
0: some might argue that deferring the election is undemocratic, Catherine.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. And I've seen a lot of um, conversations out there in social media land from from people in the community who have been campaigning, who are looking forward to their opportunity to participate. Um, The term is four years. Uh, Unfortunately, Hmm. um, we find ourselves now in this, this, uh, I guess, unprecedented environment. And what we need to do is not stop democracy or democratic processes, but rather find different ways that we can engage in those. And I think, you know, we've all demonstrated our resilience and our agility to do that. Um, but I think it's worth having that conversation just so we're really clear about what would be going through um, the mind of, of the state government at the moment.
0: And then uh, let's assume that all of that came down on the side of, no, it's not safe to proceed with elections for the 24th of October. Then the question becomes, defer till when? So that's another big issue to consider, isn't it?
1: Well, it is because we do really don't have that crystal ball to know when the COVID-19 environment will end or in fact mm. dissipate. Um, so I think there are quite a few considerations. It's certainly not something that the government can take lightly. And um, we've also got other more practical considerations with other democratic processes such as the state election in 2022, I think, and how the VC coordinates perhaps the deferral of a local government election for how long and then does that somehow, you know, on, blend into the next yes. process. Mm-hmm. So there are many, many considerations.
0: Yes, not, not simple at all. And I don't envy the people who are having to make those uh, decisions. Now, as the Electoral Commissioner made very clearly on our uh, live, or, or said very clearly on our live panel this week, until such time as it does change officially, he is proceeding with elections and doing everything that's required to give effect to that. Um, he was uh, one, just one of many terrific contributors to our live panel session about the regulations this week.
1: Yeah, that was a great discussion. I think we had about 60 people in the audience and it was fabulous to have not only the, uh, the electoral commissioner on that panel, but also um, uh, the acting chief municipal inspector, who of course the inspectorate um, have a very important role to play in local government. Uh, and also Tony Ranich from Hunt and Hunt Lawyers, who has been a counsellor himself. Mm. So I thought, um, well, you know, we and in fact it almost did go for an hour and a half, didn't it? The conversation it did, yes. yes. Um, so that that program or that that panel discussion is available to um, those members who 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 joined us. And um, if, of course, you're not a member of the VLGA, you're unable to access that. But you could certainly um, touch base with that, us and for a small fee
0: we can share that. Yes, I think it's appropriate. It, it's, it's a special edition uh, with special information for the times that uh, it be provided as a as a member benefit, which I know you've put a lot of thought uh, into doing just in recent times. Uh, also the YCCC live panel this week, again election related, I believe that went uh, very well and certainly is... Um, Um, filling in some gaps, I think, to make sure that the Aboriginal community is well informed and part of the process.
1: Yes, so we're very pleased to have Charles Pekana, an Aboriginal Victorian, uh, leading that project on behalf of the the VLGA. And We had our first live panel discussion yesterday. Steve Cooper was the presenter there to talk about, I guess, the intricacies of of local government, what it's all about, what are the responsibilities of councillors. We had about 20 people in the room, predominantly uh, Aboriginal Victorians who were really interested to learn more about how they can participate in local democracy, whether that be as a voter or perhaps a candidate. Uh, So that was an excellent discussion and we have another next week and the following week, I believe. So keep a look out um, for those on our website.
0: Indeed. Uh, stay tuned, as we say in the classics. We'll also mention the candidate information workshops are continuing apace. We've been all around the state and I feel like we're going back around again with uh, no shortage of people wanting to know more about the process of being a candidate.
1: Yes, and I think that um, even some of the, the the questions we had at the live panel discussion with the Commissioner, uh, VC Commissioner and Inspectorate the other day from, from even councillors who've been around for a little while. You know, those sessions are are really useful just to update people's understanding and knowledge of the requirements of an election process, of being a candidate, what you can do, what you can't do. And um, that's why I think we have the ongoing interest, absolutely.
0: And it's an opportunity to delve into the material a little bit, which of course you won't have the opportunity to do with the mandatory training uh, when uh, when it becomes available. Um, we've got some uh, some plans in the works for some more live panels and more special se- segments in the next few weeks. I don't know if you want to give us any hints there, Catherine, or will we keep that as a surprise?
1: Oh, look, I think we keep that as a surprise. Uh, hopefully, uh, people are getting our regular weekly updates, with do, which do list the uh, upcoming speakers and panels. Um, I think we're aiming to do one on uh, the circular economy. Um, uh, I think we've got the red tape commissioner at some point stage, also uh, the Environment uh, Sustainability Commissioner, if I've got that correct?
0: We've got, um, yes, I think so. I can't recall when. We've got the new Public Sector Commissioner locked in for an interview, and we've got the Minister for Arts and Creative Industries, Martin Foley, going to join us as well.
1: Yeah, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, And, um, you know, I I just think um, useful segments to get your update on what's happening across so many agencies in Victoria. I think we must have spoken with just about every commissioner. Um, in fact, I'm still waiting to hear back from the, uh, the border commissioner. Um,
0: ah, yes. The that cross-border reminded me. I'll have to follow yes. that
1: one up. Because that's Which, actually really... Relevant to the, uh, the COVID nineteen restrictions, we find
0: out. It's, it certainly is, mm. Catherine. We might leave it there. Uh, if you've watched the governance update, you might have uh, you might have noticed there's a bit of a duck theme creeping into VLGA related mm. activities at the moment. How's your duck going?
1: Look, I haven't seen my duck for a while, but I must admit, when I did uh, read the uh, the tag for that governance interview, and I saw the reference to duck. I immediately had to watch it because I wasn't sure where you were going. Um, So I was pleased that my duck, Donald, didn't get brought into it. um...
0: (laughs) Well, you never know. The duck that came home from the supermarket, we don't know what duck that was. (laughs) (laughs) I have to go out and check. (laughs) Normally, they'd say it's jumped the shark, but today it's jumped the duck. So thank you, (laughs) Catherine. Um, Stay safe. Look forward to talking again soon, and uh, rest assured, folks, as uh, news breaks, uh, we'll report it here for you on VLGA Connect. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Chris.